Recognized nationally for excellence in clinical care, Lord's Health System. It's time for Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Most men need to pay more attention to their health. Compared to women, men are more likely to smoke and drink, make unhealthy or risky choices, put off regular checkups and medical care. And there are also some health conditions that affect only men, such as prostate cancer and low testosterone. My guest today is Dr. Adam Persen. He's a urologist with Lord's Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Persen, as a urologist. Do you think one of the biggest problems with men's health is getting them in to see you in the first place? Well, Melanie, first of all, it's a pleasure to be uh, with you today. I think you hit on the most important uh, issue that you could uh, discuss with men today, which is getting in to see a physician and dealing with their health problems. Women traditionally are far better in taking care of themselves. Men tend to have that sort of perspective where they'll put their heads in the sand and deny and deny and then hope for hope that things go best, whereas women are really accessing their health care far better. So what we always encourage uh, our male patients in our practice to do is to get in to see a physician and to make sure that there are certain things which they are always going to do uh, to make sure that their health care is optimal and that they take care of themselves as well as women do. What are those things you tell your men that there are certain things that that you would always like them to make sure to get checked? Sure. Well, I think, you know, men need to be aware of a couple key things. And we try to simplify for men because men, I think, like it simple. We have simpler minds. So we tell our male patients there are two numbers, two critical numbers that they need to be aware of. One of them is their PSA. That stands for prostate-specific antigen. It's a blood test that men begin to obtain, usually when they're in their mid-40s to the age of 50. It's a yearly blood test, and it essentially assesses their risk of whether they might develop prostate cancer. That's a very, very important blood test that they have. And the other important one that we encourage them to obtain is a a testosterone level. Uh, Testosterone deficiency is incredibly common in men. It can account for a variety of symptoms that include a lack of libido or sexual interest, uh, sometimes a lack of uh, sexual performance, and often very vague sorts of symptoms, just like a a decrease in their energy level, their sense of well-being, their get-up-and-go. They're very subtle symptoms that a lot of times men just uh, forget about or they're told to go take a vitamin or do something like that. So if we get those two critical blood tests once a year, we can be very proactive and make sure the men's health is really optimal. Is there an age at which you'd like them to start taking a testosterone test? Well, we see low testosterone levels in men actually uh, before the age of 40, but in terms of what I think is practical is somewhere around the age of 40 that they begin to have that done on a yearly basis. Now, certainly if men are younger than that and they start to have some of those symptoms, if they don't feel like their energy level and their sense of well-being is what it should be, they need to be proactive. They need to go to their family doctor and say, hey, I've heard about this testosterone test. Is it important for me? Is it a blood test I should have? Because sometimes it takes a little nudging on the part of the patient to get their medical doctor to go ahead and order what might be a very important test for them. Okay, and the PSA, you said between 40 and 50. And it's just a simple blood test. So why why are men so afraid to come and see you? Because the digital is usually involved. Right. So so the, the blood test is a screening test, and it's a very controversial test. And it's controversial for lots of reasons, but the one thing I don't think is controversial is that men need to be educated. And obtaining that blood test once a year educates them as to what their risk is. 
Now, once that blood test is obtained, and it's usually done uh, through their family physician, if that blood test is abnormal, the family physician may make a referral to a urologist, in which case they probably will have a digital exam. They most likely will have had it by their primary physician. But I think the important thing is men need to understand this test takes literally about 10 seconds. It is a minimal amount of discomfort. It is quick and easy. Women go through a far more involved evaluation when they're being tested for a whole host of different issues. And men have to realize this is an exam, a digital exam that you alluded to. It can save their lives. It can detect a cancer very, very early. Prostate cancer is no different than any other cancer in the sense that when it is found early, it is curable. And that's what we want men to understand. We want to find something early on in the, the course of, it, of, of its life so that we can intervene easily and save people's lives. Dr. Persin, as men age, they almost, in a very large number, get BPH. Explain about that as an issue, but not cancer. Right, and, and the vast majority of men will have BPH or, or benign prostatic hyperplasia. That simply means an enlargement of the prostate. Although most men will suffer from that, very few men will have symptoms as a result of it. So although we can demonstrate BPH in almost any man over the age of 50 or 60, only a small percentage of those men will actually need treatment. The treatment and evaluation for those symptoms is, again, simple and straightforward. The symptoms that men may begin to experience are things like a slow urinary stream, frequency, getting up at night, a severe urge to urinate. Men don't have to put up with those things. They can really intervene in a very simple fashion and find that we can minimize these symptoms. In the old days, surgery used to be a very common treatment. But nowadays, with new technology and some of the new advanced medications, we can address these symptoms and really minimize the impact on their their life. Men have to realize the treatment for this is really about their quality of life, and that's really what we're trying to improve when we undergo treatment for BPH. So sometimes when they hear BPH or prostate cancer, they worry almost more about the side effects of the treatment, like erectile dysfunction. And the ads, Dr. Persin, all over TV and the media talk about the medications and things. So men are very concerned about this. Speak about erectile dysfunction, and does it happen at times that are not just side effects from treatment of other things? Sure. Well, some of the statistics themselves are actually scary. 50% of the men in this country, when they become 50, will have uh, erectile dysfunction. So what I tell my patients when they come into the office, because most men at that point are somewhat ashamed, they're down on themselves, their self-esteem has been diminished. I tell them they're not in the minority of of men who, who have this problem. They're actually the majority of men. It's a very, very common problem. And the first thing that men have to understand is just that fact. This is a part of aging that can occur for a variety of reasons. It can occur as a result of diabetes, high blood pressure. As you alluded to, many of the medications that men take for those sorts of problems can contribute to erectile dysfunction. And some of the treatments for BPH or uh, prostate cancer can also contribute to erectile dysfunction. So again, getting back to, I think, probably the most important theme is that men need to be empowered. They need to be told there are simple, easy treatments to get these problems better. Some of them involve medication. Some of them involve other types of um, uh, treatments. 
but invariably we can get this problem better for men, and we do it routinely every day. The difficulty in, in successfully treating that condition nowadays, again, with the new medications and the technologies, we get these problems better every single day. And are there other conditions such as blood pressure and the medications you might be on for that? Do, can any of those contribute to low testosterone or erectile dysfunction or any of these other conditions? Sure. Well, the, the ha- having high blood pressure, having diabetes, and the treatments for those uh, conditions, namely the medications, can actually contribute to erectile dysfunction. Not so much low testosterone, but certainly uh, erectile dysfunction. One of the first things we do when we uh, evaluate men is to see if we can make some adjustments in those medications. If we can, without compromising their high blood pressure uh, control, we may go ahead and adjust some of those medications. However, quite often, we might find that it's been a difficult road to get them controlled on their high blood pressure, in which case, in conjunction with their medical physicians, we may sort of, uh, in a collegial way, come up with a treatment plan that allows them still to maintain their blood pressure control, but also get them on the right path to getting the erectile dysfunction uh, improved. It's really great information. In the last few minutes, give your best advice to women in getting their men in to see you and to the men about why it is so important to be your own best health advocate and get in and not be afraid to come see the doctor. Well, women uh, should be complimented for lots of reasons. And only one of those reasons is the, the fact that they are so much more attuned to health and taking care of themselves. And quite often in many relationships, women are the individuals who really encourage their husband to go ahead and seek medical treatment. Erectile dysfunction, for example, is really not just a problem for men. It's a problem for that entire relationship. So very often we'll have women come uh, with their husband, uh, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend. They come in as a couple, and that's actually probably the best way to come in because it is a problem for two people. But I think men could learn a really good lesson from women. Women are very proactive. They get issues addressed. And they get resolution to a lot of these problems far sooner than men do. So I think we could definitely, uh, you know, listen to our, our female colleagues and friends and, and uh, partners and follow their lead and get in to see doctors earlier because the results are going to be far, far better. What great information. And why should women get their men in to Lord's Health System for their care? Well, uh, Lourdes uh, Health System does a great job in taking care of uh, individuals' needs, whether it be men or women. Uh, they have the resources, the physician, talent, uh, the urologic services uh, at Lourdes are superior. And we've had so much success and addressed these problems so easily in the past. I think that women and their uh, husbands, boyfriends, will be very, very satisfied with the care they get and find that a lot of these problems, which they thought were very significant, turn out to be very easily dealt with and improved. Thank you so much. It is absolutely great information. You're listening to Lord's Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. This is Melanie Call. Thanks so much for listening.